Hello. And welcome to Stephen Rollins Beer Podcast. That's a 309. Should we, should we really call it Stephen Rollins Beer Podcast anymore? Because like, Steve this, is never here. This was raised very, very aptly by Martin earlier in the uh, last week uh, tweet. Um, I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd call it, you know, you know, Gary Rollins Beer Podcast, but then that means I've got to pay for the hosting. And mm. I'm, <laughs> That's the reason. <laughs> right so, there. He's, he's the money. Steve's uh, the money. Yeah. Uh, he, he is our silent, silent partner. He's not silent. He's never, he's silent. never been silent in his life. Uh, <laughs> we love there's, you, Steve. We love you. There's a certain irony about that. <laughs> um, it's a shame as well, because this week I think he would have enjoyed uh, the beer, because it's a West Midlands collaboration. I'll enjoy it for him. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah. So this is 9th of July, a collaboration between uh, Dig Brew Company and Holdens. Okay, so. Holdens are moderately well known in the area. Um, traditional brewer. I'm pretty sure I've been to one of their pubs. Mm. Uh, Dig. Did, um, did we not go to one of their pubs on the bre- on that beer bus thing we did years ago? Oh, we probably did. Yeah, I think we did. Um, Dig are based in Digbeth. Um, I'm not sure I've actually had any of theirs. I'm, so there's actually quite a lot of small breweries popping up in popped up in Birmingham over the last few years. That um, and I quite like a lot of the beers that come out of them. I just get don't get round to drinking them that are they, often. Are they less under archways and more down the canals? Mmm. I've never actually made it to where any of them are. I'm pretty sure we went to a. a, a, a beer festival in Birmingham on the side of the canal. So oh yeah, you're spot on with that. That's where microbreweries will be able to get a cheap lease, isn't it, down in those areas that need redeveloping? There's always plenty of old uh, the real estate industrial well. buildings yeah, down there, so yeah, I know a few uh, breweries back home that are in old uh, mills on the side of the canal, so uh, Saltaire's a good example of one of those. So. Oh yeah, Saltaire's fantastic. Uh, so. yeah, my brother used to work there. He worked at Saltair Brewery? Not oh, the brewery, in, oh, right, and he worked in Saltair. In the factory. Right, okay. And they have a, a live Hockney Museum there as well. But it's on all the floors and in all the places. I remember walking through that place trying to find Hockney's thinking, I don't know if I'm supposed to be in here. This looks a bit like a kitchen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saltair's a bit strange like that. You wander around and find yourself in non staff areas. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. anyway. We digress. Yes. Um, well, my first thoughts on this was sessionable, and then I looked at four percent and thought, yes, vindicated. Mm. It's 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 definitely one that you could uh, you could have a few of and not to mm. feel too bad about it. Am I the only one that's slightly find it slightly weird that we're not drinking this on the 9th of July? Is it <laughs> a, a little? Uh, it, 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 it bothers me just a tiny bit. Um, so when you I, first mentioned it, I thought it might have been more apt, but uh, it gives a rat. Yeah. Um, you don't want to save it for a couple of months, do you? No. I, just, <laughs> you know, I, I, I was thinking Can more. I, I was thinking more on beer board scheduling. You know, they could have scheduled it so it fell on that week. Yeah. Uh, uh, but um, yeah. Um, okay. I I'm not super keen on the smell of it. Really? I quite, you the taste, the taste I like a lot more than the smell. I see what you mean. The smell is a bit. It, it, it doesn't taste how it smells. No, there's a little something, a little solventy-ish on the hmm. the smell. I have almost zero aroma. But then again, 
don't have the greatest sense of smell. Sometimes I can't smell fires. <laughs> and I'm the fire marshal. That's useful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really enjoying the beer. I'm really enjoying the beer. I, like the beer. I really yeah. like the beer. It's. Uh, I it's it from the get go. If, if I could say one thing, I would maybe ask for a, a tiny bit more bitterness in there from a bitter for me. Uh, it's. I, I think this is definitely more, more of a, more West Country bitter than a than what? Yeah, you see, I'm, I'm I'm used to. Ah, they they used to things slightly weaker in the West Country. No, like I think what they are used to is more caramel actually. Uh, from what I I've read a conversation a few times, haven't we, about like this variation in bitter depending on whereabouts in the country you are. It's quite interesting actually. You can see it going back in like the start of the twentieth century, end of the nineteenth century. They brewed beer in like the north of England, and they'd export it all over you know, Scotland, north of England, down towards the Midlands. And they used the same beer; they just added caramel syrup, change the colour. So when they sent it to the north of Scotland, they'd make it darker. So they'd brew it light, and they'd colour it dark and send it up. And then, just depending on which area it was, they'd change the colour with uh, basically just colouring. Oh, that's nuts! Just because that was the regional preference for was for lighter or darker beers. That's what they expect to see, isn't it? But it was exactly the same beer underneath it they were selling in all the places. Well, it's interesting, though, if that had an effect on the perceived flavour, because you did some interesting... Uh, you did, mm. took part in an interesting experiment, didn't you? Based mm. on similar kind of lines. Yeah, yeah. so one of the things I... Of course, I, I, well, I talk that I got to go to, a little practical experiment, really interesting, is um, multisensory perception, multimodal perception. It's how kind of... it all All your perceptions go together, so you don't... If you if you've got a cold, that's a really obvious one here. If you've got a cold and you taste something, it tastes totally different than if you've got haven't got a cold, because it isn't just your aromatics you get through your nose. It's actually the aromatics cue up your expectations of other stuff. They're, they're almost the same thing. Yeah. Smell, but actually, it taste. works with with colours and stuff. So if you've got, for example, if you've got a a big mug, I, I actually I, I, a beer really obvious one with beer. If you had this in a pint glass, or even better, a tankard, sat beside in a in a dark room beside a fire, your experience of it is really different than if you have it in a, a delicate glass, uh, in a very like, in a summer's day, and it, it's your all your sensory experiences, what you're seeing, and, and the the rest of it, change how you and they don't. It's not that they just like change your expectations. They actually change how you're perceiving flavour. Mm. For sure. And you, Super interesting. I could uh, couldn't do it now, but theoretically, we could use neurolinguistic programming to convince you that an onion is an apple. Well, it's not just. It's not even just that. It's actually before that. Mm. So it's before it even gets to your brain processing it. So one of the ones we did was like we had the same coffees Assuming to the, taste. the way it's presented to you gives yeah. you an expectation mm. of well, flavour. No, no, it's not. It's actually, so it happens before it gets to your brain processing what it is. Your brain, the way it's structured, some, some of your senses are processed simultaneously. So data from your, your olfaction and data from your eyes are actually co, co-processed. So they are the, before it gets to the brain trying to interpret the data, there is an inter, there is stuff being done at the same time. So we did things like um, holding different textured material in our hands whilst we were drinking coffee, 
And if I was drinking the coffee and I was holding a smooth textured, like a furry, kind of fake fur type thing, the coffee tasted thick and gloopy. And when I was holding sandpaper, it tasted like thinner and rougher. And it was exactly the same thing, but just because my, my fingers were perceiving one thing, they were actually changing my experience of the... So a very, very similar experiment it was involving textiles and I can't remember what it was, but it was a machine that was reproducing uh, texture inputs. Mm. So they were comparing silk to the machine doing silk or the machine doing different fabrics, but I can't remember what the purpose was for, but it was like a, like a braille machine with things that popped up oh. and they were replicating textures with it. I, it's super interesting. It definitely shows you how complex the whole sensory experience is and how when it comes to particularly things like this, all of us are going to experience something different because we're all well, in a different context, different place. Got another anecdote, but I have to admit to a certain activity. Well, when I was a teenager, I took some LSD, could taste colours. Ever since mm. then, green sweets are my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's um... anyway. What led us down this route <laughs> <laughs> was that in the, green is very popular in the West Midlands. No, um, what, we were, what we were saying down this route was that um, I can, I can the West Midlands... That. Actually, green is very popular in the West Midlands. Uh, <laughs> the, um, around here, well, around more the Midlands kind of way, a darker style bitter is fairly common, a lot of caramel, whereas in Yorkshire, they're expecting something a lot paler, mm. generally. Interestingly, though, that this beer isn't that pale. No, this is kind uh, of... Sorry, sorry middle, is isn't it? that... Um, it's a little darker, darker but it's not... Yeah. It's not as dark as a, a, the kind of best bit as you tend kind, to see. Kind of looks like an IPA in the glass. Mm. It's, 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 I think it's really interesting. Uh, I like it. There's not like huge amounts of flavour jumping out and punching in the face, but it's not. It's not weak. Well, the hot, the hot side overpowering everything. Yeah, I which I think is one of the, uh, it the things. Feels nicely balanced. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying this a lot. I'm. A little less keen than you two. Um, <laughs> I like the idea of it. I'm, there's something like that smell, and it might be. I'm not 100 sure it's coming from the hops or the malt or the yeast. Or the glass. Maybe it's. Sure it's you sure it's not the glass? Because we had that thing, didn't we, before? We said. Oh, let with. me pinch a little bit of Glenn's. Yep. And I'll. See, I've got no drink. nose on that. No, I still get Awkward it. Silence. Yeah. Awkward I silence. still get it there, actually. <laughs> Just a little bit of something that I'm not quite keen on um, and sometimes it could in fact it could even be a hop thing because I do find for me there are certain hops where if you put in like an IPA it's quite big and bulky and got a lot of malt stuff to it and a lot of bitterness to it it works and when you stick it into something that's a lower ABV some of those same flavours even though you've paired them back down in intensity I just don't get on with them at, with a lighter beer mm. Um, and maybe so maybe it's something like one of those more they've got some American ones in here haven't they I know it's just yeah, uh, so I've citron mosaic and maybe it's just like maybe I'm a preference for much something like mosaic is something that I I personally prefer a bit more body behind it I'm not sure mm. yeah. hard to tell with these things Th this is a sort of beer it reminds me of beers I used to drink back home when I was younger and um, yeah, this, I'm quite fond of it. This might be why we're both quite keen on it, because you're a real <coughs> northerner, and I'm an honorary northerner, 
So yeah, um, it's, a, it's a sort of beer I'm used to to getting in. That's where I learned drinking with pubs, the Northerners. So. <laughs> I gotta say, if if this I'd be able to get something like that in a pub, I'd be very happy. Ooh, it's, as a, as a uh, as a young person, rather than ending up with the rubbish I ended up finding in pubs. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, uh, it's one of those you don't really appreciate it until you you move away. So like, I never realised how good some of the uh, uh, the beer on offer was, uh, even in you know average pubs in my locality until I moved away. And like you know, we've had conversations before, haven't we? Like when I was on about like wheat beers and things like that. That you know, I was just like, oh, yeah, everyone was selling those. And, like, you're like, what? <laughs> it was just, it was normal. Uh, and I just assumed it was the norm. Uh, but it, apparently not. Um, we're uh, we're blessed in the North. So. I, and not so, I think it, <laughs> And to be honest, that's a pretty, for, uh, for uh, if that's an example of what, yeah. uh, what the West Midlands has got to offer and what's going to keep coming out, I think uh, the West Midlands is going to be blessed uh, pretty soon as well. So. Yeah, I... I I see you around again, but I'm going to jump in and go first. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the beer. Um, I'll definitely try more from Dig if I see them. Although I haven't... I've got a funny feeling they, they sell pretty locally and that's why I haven't made it out as far as us yet. Even though we're not that far away, uh, I should definitely try and make a nip down and see them if I do at some point. Um, like the beer, I still find there's something in there that I'm... kind of get. It kind of slightly solving the kind of feel to me and I'm not really enjoying that. But I like the balance. I like the ideas. Um, if it hasn't quite clicked, that's not going to put me off that much. I'm going to go seven. Okay, so not super harsh. No, no. I, could, I would definitely. Uh, I thought you'd go lower. I yeah. would definitely have another if I saw it. I'd definitely try it again somewhere else because I think it's one of those things that maybe it's just this particular can or this particular day even. Um, I'd definitely try it again on the bar if I saw it. Well, it's it's one of those ones I think for me that this is the sort of beer that. If you've got someone that's on the fence and they're they're not so, they're not so sure about you know, craft beer, so to speak, uh, give it give it a try because I think this is one that will bridge divides. Yeah, you know, like people that like your more traditional brews will probably enjoy this, and people that like your craft beer will equally enjoy it and probably develop an appreciation perhaps for you know older styles of uh, doing things. It's I think it's a good mix of the two. Um, yeah. I'm I'm very keen to uh, to see more of this. Um, it's a gateway beer. Exactly. Yeah, I think that'd be a great gateway beer. Um, we can get gateways. Score on. Well, I'm going to it. That's what that was summarising. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to give this an an eight and a half. <laughs> well, my only real decision was to go eight or nine. And so. it's nine. Nine. I'm liking it. Seven, eight, nine. Well, eight, seven, eight and a half, nine. Mm. Uh, <laughs> if we had a Steve here, we'd either get a six or a ten. <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel he'd ruin the pattern, as always. Yeah. Well, probably just that, to ruin it. Yeah, just to stick out from the norm. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, we should probably drink up and show up. And now, yeah. in fact, we're all drank up. We're all drunk up. That's, that's, that's probably a nice, actually, beer. Yeah. yeah, okay. We're, We're done. done.